previously on Fistful of Destiny. Execute Order 66. Cannon fired his blaster immediately towards General Sarish. Someone else gets her. He had already made the choice, and that sticks with him, seeing her between his sights just drop. Erebos, good to see you. I went for a walk yesterday. The sun was shining and the trees, they were full of birds. I found a droid. Good, but it's an old model. It needs a new motivator, though. If you have a chance to look for one, go to the junkyard. It means that he found a source of kyber crystals and that he wants you to go to Junkport Station. So I know you guys all just helped Cannon out. I was wondering if you guys could do me a solid as well. I gotta complete my lightsaber. We gotta go to a junkyard. Beep, beep, boop, pop. Let's go. Roll that destiny. Woo! Two light side points. One dark side. One dark side. Two dark side. <laughs> this so, is terrible. That's the worst. Yeah, four dark side points and two light side points. You're welcome, this everybody. Great game. Feel it. Uh, it's better than last time, so, though. Erebus, uh, your obligation is triggered. And last we met, you had convinced the crew to go with you to Junkfort Station to acquire a kyber crystal. Guess what? You just arrived at Junkfort Station. Junkfort Station is a interconnected bit of uh, multiple like little modules. They all connect, and there's there's tunnels and tubes going between the two. And you can walk from one station uh, module to another station module. Uh, you've landed in one spot, and you've walked a bit. Um, and now you are in the area where your kyber crystal is being sold. There is an auction going on, and I hope you guys have credits, <laughs> which I don't know if you do, but I really hope you guys have credits. Well, I don't really have credits, but I do have my blaster, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> you could always borrow money against uh, your debt to the Crimson Dawn. Uh, yeah, I don't believe possible. in debt. So let's just well, see how this goes. You already owe four hundred thousand. You could. What's a little bit more? Well, I have like three bounties on my ship right now. They're That's all what I was each other. Say. If somebody's auctioning, that happens to be a bounty hunter. Whoa! Hey, how about this? <laughs> they would not be doing. That. <laughs> and then we can we can sell them our uh, 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 decarbonator I don't know if Kira too. Would be really happy that you're literally trying to sell people. <laughs> That's a bounty. That's different. Well, okay. All right. Oh, All right. okay. Yeah. Oh, so you're All technical right. about this. All right. Uh-huh. 100 credits. Wow. So uh, you all arrived <laughs> to the station. Yeah, we- <laughs> GM just, nah. And uh, do you get in some nice regalia, some some classy auction clothes? You just walk nope. in as dirty space. Wookiees don't wear clothes. Yeah. Well, they just hit the spa. Yeah. I'm about to hit that bar. Uh, real talk, how many credits do you guys have? Zero. Real talk, Zero. I have 318 credits. Uh, Zero. 3,000, and I'm prepared to spend all of them on this kyber crystal. All right, you're the man. Is that going to be enough? Let's start this auction. <laughs> uh, you sit down. Uh, everybody gets uh, indicators where they can they can hit the button and bid. And everybody sits down in the large auction hall. 
and it is an auction of uh, a collector, um, an older older man who had been collecting a whole bunch of old relics, um, replicas, things like that, and he had recently died, and now this stuff is being sold off. Uh, a lot of them are fabrications and and um, meant to look old, but they're not. And you you kind of look over some of the things that are being sold, and the auction starts. And there is a, a nice fine set of old like nobleman's clothes, which uh, still today would actually look very nice and probably get you into places and allow you to talk to people of higher society, like planetary governors and things like that. Um, they start the the bidding at 100 credits and you see somebody like 100 credits and it goes 200 credits, 200 credits, 300 credits. That I offer goes. 318 credits. Uh, you you raise, you raise your hand. You type in 318 credits, and that goes through 400 credits. 400 credits goes. 500 credits. 500 credits goes. Going once, going twice. Sold for 500 credits. That is also sold. There is a uh, the next lot is an old artifact that they couldn't quite place, and it's a small quarter of a circle. Uh, and it looks instantly recognizable to the group of you. This is exactly the thing that um, Malone, Malone went to pick up that Kira lost her arm for. And it, it looks exactly like it, but it's another piece. You right. start the bidding at 50 credits. 50 credits. 50 credits. Bid for 50 credits. Uh, right, 100 credits. Somebody Wait. raises their hand for 100 credits. Okay. 150 credits. 150. 150 goes 150. to grit. Uh, 200 credits. Somebody raises their hand for 200. 201 credits. You bid 201, two, Bob. 201. <laughs> uh, they say 300 credits. Somebody bids 300. 300. Is there somebody holding this like up or is it on like a pedestal? Uh, they bring or? it out like on a pedestal and they set the lot down and then they start. They're kind of like on a stage in front yes, of us. Correct. And then you guys all have like your seats and it dimly lit. Everybody's kind of sitting around betting on the different. Uh, is there any oh. quick way to contact Malone? <laughs> um, Probably not. Not quick. I mean, you could call the we Sector Ranger office and see if you could oh. get in touch with them. Oh, my I want to I want to I mean, roll during the auction. Yeah, I want to roll like a perception quick. check to see if like I feel something. You felt nothing with the first one and you don't. Um, you don't feel, like uh, feel anything like feel where the kyber crystal is yeah uh you do not sense where the alleged kyber crystal is okay in this lock. okay uh 400 credits goes to 500 then finally 600 credits and it holds at 600 credits 601 601 stays at 601 601 going once going twice sold for 601 credits uh, I go find the nearest check cashing place and get a quick loan. <laughs> okay, uh, you can you can run out. You can if you want to take some obligation with the uh, the Crimson Dawn. You could. Oof. Oh Jesus! Oofa doofa. Highly recommend. It's going great for me so far. For, for five obligation, I would give you 50,000 credits. Oh, my God. Deal. What? Okay. That's so much more than it took me. Yeah, but also that's a lot of obligation. <laughs> yep. So oh you have taken God. five points of obligation with the Crimson Dawn. You did this back before when you were just hanging out. 
and you took five obligation. Uh, you actually talked to somebody when you were in there back at the um, first light. Okay, uh, let's play and, it like this. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, and you I didn't tell, tell anybody about this. No. Yeah. And so you just you, you just have like fifty grand like sitting in your back pocket heating up. Um, you let Erebos yeah. buy your arm, and you just have fifty <laughs> grand. Just you're like you're like no, don't buy it for me. And he's like, no, I have to. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You're my friend. <laughs> um, an old uh, astromech droid model comes up. Um, this is a very old model. It's from, it's probably a few thousand years old. Thing hasn't turned on in a long time. Uh, it's like one of the first uh, astromech models. Uh, uh, 3CIO. Uh, and it is old 3C droid. And they start the, the bidding at 150 credits. In 300 credits. What kind of droid is it? It's an astromech droid. But it's like an ancient one. Right, Fixer upper. I don't need her. It and is, 600 credits. Is it used by, what's the guy's name? Seth Revan? Revan? Revan. Uh, Revan. Not this one, no. But it was similar to the model and the old stories that were said uh, of he, he was accompanied by one of those droids. Um, wow, that sounds like Legends canon, and that's not what I believe <laughs> well, in. Well, actually, so. Revan is canon because he is referenced in one of the source material books of the, <laughs> the new series. In fact, Kylo Ren's lightsaber's crystal is built the same way as Lord Darth Revan's. Drew, I swear to God, if you don't leave that in. No, this is our Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yep, that's good. <laughs> Um, and my new ringtone. <laughs> Bump it. Um, actually, Darth Revan. <laughs> but seriously, uh, if you don't buy this after taking fifty thousand credits, uh, eight hundred credit. <laughs> no, nine hundred fifty credits. This is an old hunk of junk. Twelve fifty. Right it's a fixer upper. It holds at twelve fifty. Hmm. Going hmm. once, going twice, sold. Uh, I wish Grit cared about this because that would have been really cool. Yeah, what if, um, I'm going to get a droid at some point. No, it's got stories. It's, it's got 4,000 years of wise. memory banks. You're going to pull off the outer would have brought us into the Darth Revan storyline. Yeah, you're going to pull off the... That would have led into the, the Chiss Rebellion and... Um, okay, so the uh, the next lot is an old proto-saber. Um, a replica. It's from the old uh, one of the first lightsabers that was used. Actually, had a full pack and like a cable connecting to the the bottom part of the saber. Um, oh, and it's got the handle, and it goes to this big power pack, and it looks like very very good. But um, before they qualify, and they say, "Now, don't worry. This is just a replica. It is completely legal to own in the Empire," uh, as they assure everyone. But Erebos, you're looking at that, and that's not a replica. And somewhere want, in there is a kyber crystal. I want to uh, use the force to make it appear to be like far, far shoddier with cracks running through it, <laughs> like, you know, rusty. All right, go ahead and uh, roll you that force die. You have one light side. So, yeah, you you um, bend the the look of it in everyone's eyes and they believe it is a rusty crappy piece of junk um, and so too uh, yeah everybody but Erebos sees it as a okay. rusty crappy piece of junk and the bidding starts at 50 and it slowly makes its way up 
to about a thousand, but it's like 50 at a time. And they finally get to about 1450 and they're like, do we hear 15? And there's somebody that kind of looks like they want to grit. They're kind of like looking back and forth. Uh, And grit, grit, 15, 1500 credits. Erebos. Do I hear this is something you want? This piece of junk going once. Yes. Going twice. Sold for 1500 credits and it, uh, it sells. Uh, and you better let me fix that up for you. Uh, tw- the, uh, the auction ends. You collect your small circle piece, uh, your relic, and um, uh, Erebos collects the proto saber. Uh, and you guys kind of take it back to the ship. Do um, I see who got the astromech droid? Uh, yeah, there. Uh, it looks like just kind of like a, a wealthy, a wealthy guy. Um, and uh, m- maybe you even make some conversation with him. Uh, we all follow him. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, I love going to these. Sometimes you find some rare gems, but 1250 for an old astromech probably doesn't even work anymore. How about like a, a new gem that's covered in carbon to trade for this old relic? A new gem? What type of gem are you speaking of? I do love trades. Well, technically his name's not Jim. <laughs> what are you getting at? <laughs> uh, let's just say, if you ever wanted to be a bounty hunter? I've thought the fancy put out a few bounties of my own. <laughs> but we all have. We all have our adventurous side, and I can give you a little spark of adventure for that little spark of history. <laughs> Just a quick swapity swap swap. What? I still don't know what you're trading me. I expertly explain Rento Mavic. So you turn around and you you start to explain, and he looks up at you, and this whole time he did he thought he was like communicating with the, a remote that was connected to somebody else, like off, <laughs> and he kind of looks up at you, like realizing that it's this Wookie, and he's been speaking this whole time, and it's been translated. <laughs> so you're talking about Rento, the businessman from the mining guild. Yeah. And he says, what would I want with a, a man frozen in carbonite? I like relics. I, I, you know how macabre that you is to a put little, that up in your house? You want some adventure in your life. You want a, a piece of piece excitement. of history. But I don't want to become a piece of history. You have history. Give it a, a hundred thousand years and he'll be history. <laughs> I won't be around a hundred thousand years. <laughs> Credits. Well, your I'll kids. take credits. Sir, credits? I'll give you credit. Grit. You want it so bad? I've I've got a stash. 1,500 credits. Well, that's something I can do. 1,500 and it's yours. And you hand him the, the credit kits. Uh, and he, he kind of like motions. Well, they bought it now. <laughs> um, and you can see the auctioner person is kind of like glaring at you. Like, all right, that's the last one I'm going to let you because they don't get their cut. Yeah, then. no kidding. Um, <laughs> that sucks. They're like, they're like, that's the last. That's the last. No more of that. And they, they make you take your stuff and leave. You notice Erebos quickly goes to back to the ship um, and he retreats up into the rafters. Um, where you hear weird mechanical uh, sounds, and Kira, you notice some of like the toolkit is is missing from its normal spot, um, and Erebos is using it. And 
there's a note on the data pad with coordinates in it uh, sitting kind of on the main main system like, uh, on the on Canon's uh, chair. Erebos left it. It says Erebos. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I just go ahead and calm up to him anyway. Okay. <laughs> Erebos. And uh, the calm clicks on, and you just hear the <laughs> and like familiar like. Uh, yeah. Erebos, you need any out. help? I don't know. I like uh, like I don't know. Thematically, I think this is a very like kind of sacred thing that I should probably do by myself but I also wouldn't mind like a dope roll on it (laughs) (laughs) so you know what you left these coordinates are we headed this way yeah (laughs) all right (laughs) I'll set us on our way and I'll come up and help you if you need it Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a first attempt roll I suppose okay uh, while Uh, I set us on our way to craft uh, go ahead uh, do a mechanics roll. Uh, this is gonna be hard, but you get uh, um, your force die you can use with it. I rolled two success, two threat, and one light side. So uh, you are hard at work uh, assembling um, this lightsaber. Uh, you've had the thought in your mind of what you would make for some time, and it requires uh, some um, pretty extensive modifications over the blade and the different pieces as you you start working on it. And as you're doing it, um, it's a very kind of force-filled experience, and you're kind of leaning onto the force, and uh, you start to get a flashback of the last time you were at this place. And you hear the words of your your teacher um, basically come into your mind. You hear, The Galjani were a civilization of great warriors, fierce and loyal to the Montet, the leader of the people. And there's like the group of you, all the like the Padawans just kind of standing around uh, watching him. And he says, long ago in the Galjani clan, there was a great master of the force, trained as a warrior, strong in the force, soon rose to become Galmontet, the first leader to unite the clans. But Galmontet did not have reverence for balance and would bend the power of the force to his will. This was enough for the Jedi to take notice. The clan's united power he wielded, he could threaten the Republic. So the Jedi Council considered the actions of Kalmontet to be against the natural balance of the Force. A secret council was convened, and seven Jedi Knights were sent to stop Kalmontet. But he had seen their arrival and ambushed them. Not one survived, but Padawan Jaro Marsh was a child at the time, and accompanied her master. She witnessed the attack from the ship and seen the massacre. She fled to alert the council. The Jedi moved in full force to attack, but when they got there, all the warriors were dead, slain by their own swords in the halls of their strongholds. Even Gelmontet's body was found with its throat slashed, blade in hand. The stronghold was sealed and a great door placed at the entrance. And all mention of Galmontet was sealed and hidden away in the Jedi archives. Another of the great failures of the Jedi. And this is why we are here. The spirit of Galmontet thirsts for battle. His army desires to fulfill their ancient orders and win victory for their commander. Once every three standard years, there's a solar flare that turns the sky ultraviolet. 
The resulting EMP also renders all advanced technology inert and destroys some, requiring a rebuild. Uh, as he walks forward um, and he sets down his lightsaber and he slowly disassembles his lightsaber in front of him. And you are, there's like kind of the reddish glow of the lava fields underneath. And you're on this long bridge that goes to this round platform with seven statues surrounding it. And he, he kind of sets his lightsaber down and there's the big door in front of it. And uh, that's when you're, you kind of you come out of the flashback uh, and you look down and you have your completed blade. Dope. Uh, and that's when you hear Kira saying that you're there. Well, we made it. Erebus. Where are we? We've got... I've got a mission. A duty. There's dark forces in the universe. And I'm compelled to solve them. Well, I'm with you, buddy. Do I know what planet we're at? I mean, we have coordinates, but uh, I yeah. it's called. Such Lenari? a joke. Well, Erebus, <laughs> we made it to Lenari. What's next? Uh, he he punches in kind of coordinates to land, uh, and you the ship lands, and you guys get out. There is this large canyon in front of you, and there are lava fields underneath. Uh, and you do notice there are like floating platforms. They're like chunk of like the red earth that makes up the normal um, the normal dirt, but they're, they're kind of floating. You're like, what is that? And so you do like kind of a quick scan and there's a, a, a certain metal inside that actually levitates the platforms and they're kind of in balance floating around. Once they get too high, the uh, the force that keeps them up kind of dissipates. So they all kind of hover at different different heights. Dope. Um, Lead the way, bud. And you, uh, you stand out and uh, you start leading the way down for some reason he's wearing like a cloak now and it's all like ceremonial <laughs> uh he starts walking forward and there's this entrance uh that uh, are these stairs that just lead down into the earth and he just starts walking down through cool. them i have uh, re-armored the... myself okay. oh yeah, yeah that's not clear yeah, and i've got my everything's back up to standard yep do you explain to them about the emp uh what now Okay, so there will be a, a moment where there will be a solar flare that creates a electromagnetic interference that will knock out most technology um, uh, that's being used. Is there anything I can do to prepare the ship for that? Besides power everything down? Uh, yeah, you can turn on the deflectors. Okay, and I turn on the deflectors. You, yeah, you can hook up the deflectors, power on uh, all non-essential systems down to try to minimize the strain yeah. that's going to hit your ship. I do that. Yeah. Um, as far as on a personal scale, you can try to remove like the power cells and everything like that, but there still might uh, what be about my some arm? damage. Yeah. Oh, no. What you could power your arm down. melee weapons? Yep. That would also. All right. So you might want to remove like the power cells and stuff. You can still. Well, but they would still would be knock it. big ass melee weapons. I mean, exactly. at the end yeah. of the day, it's yeah. still yeah. a big ass wrench. Uh, I also have a big ass wrench that I put a bunch of modifications on to make it very good, uh, and I use that Wait. now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do we Is have it like that a rubber one that he failed his roll? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's, the, yeah. it's the rough draft. Uh, Cannon has his uh, usual loadout with his blaster and his uh, uh, knife. Yep, same. Okay. Yeah, same. All right. Uh, so. 
you descend down into the chamber. Uh, you are walking along the corridor, and every like eight feet, there are corridors that go down, like perfect squares that go down either side, and they just extend down where you can't see the end. Uh, do you have any torches or anything? Uh, my helmet with my scanner basically gives me dark vision. I, I have dark vision. <laughs> uh, you start walking through the cavern, and, or the uh, the the walkway, and uh, you you even with your your enhanced uh, dark vision, you can't see the end of these uh, these hallways. But um, somebody volunteer, somebody me. Okay, grit. You look to the right, and you see down one of these corridors the silhouette of another Wookiee standing there. Is this good skinny uh, silhouette? <laughs> <laughs> Wookie silhouette. Skinny silhouette of a Wookie. I'm fatty silhouette. (laughs) (laughs) Biggie silhouette. Don't go to skinny silhouettes. Their cozones are small. Come to fatty (laughs) silhouette. We got strong bullies. (laughs) If you just need dessert, we got Wookie cookies. Come on. Give them a try at this time. Uh, it's about everything I got for that. Yep. All right. Is the Wookiee me? I don't know. Is uh, the Wookiee you? You start walking towards the Wookiee yeah, to investigate. I mean, I, I'm in a trance now. You start walking towards it. Uh, what is the greatest fear you have in life as Grit? <laughs> uh, as Grit? Uh, yeah. No, Madison. <laughs> as Madison. You as a player. What's your biggest fear? This is going to get real <laughs> creepy. No, Grit is biggest fear is being bored like living a lo- uh, 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 solitary life doing nothing you walk forward and you see the uh, the silhouette move back sit down and raise out a hand and you see a board of hollow chess you hate hollow chess <laughs> and it's motioning you to sit down and play what a stereotype <sighs> I sit down play chess okay uh you stop to play chess uh you um somebody else volunteer me kira you're walking down like and you look to the side every time and you see the silhouette of grit and then a little silhouette next to it of an ewok how am i near uh am i walking down the same corridor as no different corridor okay and you start walking down, descending down the corridor. And what is your greatest fear, Kira? Ooh, uh, probably being re-enslaved. Um, That's a really okay. good answer. Uh, Yikes. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you walk down, and as you get closer, you see that Kira is in a cage. <sighs> and... Uh, the large Wookiee creature is holding the cage. Uh, um, I stop and take a second to survey the situation more. Okay. Uh, do a perception check. Okay. I am able to, with my cyber scanner limb, um, I'm able to see nearby motion, life forms, energy signatures, and other common targets. So I'm going to yeah, that'll do it. survey my arm to see what uh, signal I'm getting from these things. That'll take out one of, uh, that'll only be one setback then. Okay. 
Uh, I fail that to advantage though. You look and you see nothing on the scanner and then the scanner starts going off and pinging like crazy and you see all of these dots just appear of like life signs detected all around you. And then you're looking and you're starting to freak out and you kind of move back and then you turn and you're the one in the cage being held by grid. All right. Cannon or Erebos? I'll take it. All right. So Erebos, you're walking and you hear a whisper and you turn and you see a Wookiee standing with Kira. There's also a figure that looks like another Umbaran. Uh, What's your greatest fear? It's probably like, uh, actually like Darth Vader slash uh, the Empire. <laughs> you look down the hallway and you see these three figures and then you feel something on your back and you feel two laminate armor covered hands grab you and kind of lift you up uh, and start moving you forward. And then you see the Umbaran extend a red blade uh, as you're moved forward. You remember this from last time. You remember you are confronting your fears here and your fears are manifest. The last time you were here was with your master and he kept everyone near him and he told you all to look forward and do not look down the sides. Just continue on. And this this was when you were a kid, though. This was so long ago, but it's starting to come back to you. Uh, Cannon, uh, you are walking down. Uh, you turn and you see the three of them standing there uh, down a hall. Uh, what do you do? Does he know if they're real? They look very real. real? Yeah, they're just the silhouettes, but they look real. And you see also the silhouette of a trooper standing there. I think Cannon's greatest fear is he's just a killer. And that's kind of all there is to him. There's no real personality there. Uh, he's He's just a clone killer. So you grab, you see the other cannon grab its gun and start shooting at the others. Uh, What do you do when you see that happen? You see the gun heat up and you see the barrel raise and it's aiming at at Erebos, Grit, and Kira. No, it's a bit of a trope, but I think he starts blasting. If if, Himself or Grit, Erebos, and Kira? I think probably straight as himself. (laughs) Okay. Uh, you pull up uh, the the your your gun and you just start blasting away. Go ahead and make a heavy range attack. It's easy difficulty. For success. Uh, you blow the target away and you see the body fall, and then you run up to it and you look down, and it is General Suresh. Uh, and you see the body just kind of lying there, and the eyes look up at you. And this is like a false memory. You don't remember this. You don't remember her looking at you like this. And her her hand kind of goes up to to the side of your helmet. Um, and there's there's blood on it. And she says, Cannon. And then her head just kind of goes to the side. After seeing this, it just, it's, it's as vivid as it was the day it happened. I think Cannon peels off his helmet and he holds her hand and I think he probably just kneels down and weeps a little bit. You you do that 
and you kind of close your eyes as tears start to fall. And then when you open your eyes, you look down and you're not down one of the halls. You're in the center still. And then you just kind of stand up and you look around and there's kind of a release that you feel like you learned. Killings is sometimes necessary, but it's still an evil, even if it's done for necessary reasons. And you kind of stand up and you look around and you kind of have this this renewed vigor of that anguish that's kind of been with you. Uh, that old wound that's just kind of opened up and you take your helmet. You maybe do you put your helmet on and you just like charge forward, like Yeah, he does. He seals his helmet back on and uh he he just moves forward. I think he he understood the moment for what it was. You you move forward a little bit. And then you turn and you realize that there's no one else with you. And there's kind of the rush of hot air as you walk out onto a long platform and you look down over the side and there's lava boiling and you see these floating islands all around you. And then way down the platform, you see seven statues on this circular platform. And then just beyond that, uh, two large doors uh, with a seal carved into it. As you just kind of stand there, um, grit, you, um, have, you've been sitting and, and playing hollow chess, <laughs> um, and you stand up and you want to do something. Uh, and you're like, I'm tired of this stupid game. <laughs> and you take the table and yeah, you just like throw the table and the Wookiee on the other side stands up at the same time. You still can't see their face. And you're just kind of overcome with rage and you turn to leave and it like grabs you and keeps you there and points down at the hollow chest table again. And it's completely set and just there. And you just fly it off with rage and you take your claw and you reach out and you slash across the face with the claw. And then you, you look down and you see the, the, the blood, the, just kind of the scarlet look of where the claw was just kind of crimson. And you just kind of look down at your claw and realize that you've just gone too far like unredeemable gone too far that's it now what do you do then contemplate killing myself uh then the Ugh. other wookie is he still alive behind. yeah the other wookie still alive reaches behind and holds up a blade and holds it up towards you i kneel down and submit to he's not gonna do it he's holding it out to you He's giving me the blade. Mm-hmm. I try to walk away. Uh, so you you hold the blade and you see the implication of that, where you've you've broken your law and you attempted. You're thinking about I should end it. Like I'm not worth worth existing. And you see the blade. What comes into you that you're just like ah screw it. <laughs> you just want to leave. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a really toughie. You really fed me a toughie one. Because <laughs> I mean. Outside, like Wookiee, you do that. You're you can't go anywhere. I'm not a Wookiee so anymore. Knowing if you'd leave, you wouldn't be a Wookiee anymore. You'd be an outcast. You would be shunned by your tribe. All of your code, your morals, there would be nothing because you've you've broken like the cardinal law. I've got no choice. <laughs> still seppuku. You do okay. Uh, so you grab the the sword, Kira. You're being held in a cage. You're being carried down through that dark walkway for a while, and you you come to the edge of one. It opens up, and it's it's light, and you see a ship there. 
and there's cages of other creatures um, that have been been kind of locked up and you, they take you. They're about to load you up on the ship. Okay. Um, I use the toolkit built into my cybernetic arm to break out of the cage. Okay. Uh, go ahead and do a mechanics check. Uh, average difficulty with one setback. Two successes and a threat. You are, have always been quick with tools and you pull out the toolkit and you click the cage open and you pop out and then you look back and you see the dark corridor and you're like, ah, I'm just, I'm back there. Screw these people. And you start running away and then you hear the of a blaster and you stop in your tracks and you turn and you see the creature that had caught you still kind of mired in shadow from behind the, uh, the overhang of the ship and it's holding a blaster to one of the creatures. And you know if you leave, he's going to just kill the creature. Do I have any sense of whether or not this is even real? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is this? I yes, I would like to do that. Discipline check. I very failed with one advantage. Very failed, but you do get an advantage. Yeah. With the advantage, you feel a little bit of direction. This, whatever this is, is feeding on your fears. And on everything you brought into it. And you've got a lot of fears. There's a lot of things, a lot of horrible stuff that happens in the galaxy. And you've brought that with you into this place. And it's feeding off of that. And the the the, the thing that came in your mind right before you left was, I wonder what's going to happen to the rest of them. And that's when the, bla- the blaster clicked on. And you're thinking like I'm a little bit of I'm creating this. And then it instantly comes. It's like, no, no, that's stupid. No, no, this is happening. Deal with what's going on. Okay. Uh, I grab, I have my blaster. I blast him. Okay. So you pull out your blaster and you shoot them. And as you shoot them, the, the blaster goes off in its hand and it shoots the creature. And the body falls down. The other creature body falls down too. Uh, Erebos. Uh, you are led down one of these these dark halls to an imperial transport, and there, standing in front, is an inquisitor, and there is three of the the padawans that you were with, and there is the um, the old master that taught you, and they're all being lined up there. And one of the imperials walks up and says, "That's all of them." It turns out they all wanted to come here, just as you said, inquisitor. And uh, the Inquisitor looks and says, perfect. And looks uh, down at the, the old master and says, hmm, this one's too old to be useful. And takes the blade and just chops it down. And his head just cuts off and, and just rolls rolls forward. Uh, and then he walks, he takes one step forward and he looks down and he says, you, your will is weak. Won't you join us? And the other one kind of looks up, and you're you're sitting there watching it. Uh, what do you do? I uh, roll a discipline check and try to shrug okay. off what I know is just 
an illusion playing upon my fears. I'll give I'll give you an upgrade for this because you've you've been to this place before and you can use your force day. But it is still four difficulty. <clears throat> I rolled one advantage with two light side, and I believe I can use those two light side to make it successful. Nice. Excellent. Okay. So the Inquisitor cuts the head off the second one because the second one just kind of like stammers and doesn't like say anything. And then he looks at the third one and he says, ah, you have a strong will. Let's see which one of you have the stronger will. Uh, And he kind of motions his hands and uh, death troopers just surround you with their guns out. Uh, And he takes the saber of one and he hands it to him. He like uses the force and like tosses it to him and stands back. And the other Padawan stands up and extends the saber. And there you are standing there uh, with yours. Uh, and he says, whichever one of you survives gets to join me. Uh, and he stands back and turns his saber off and like folds his hands behind his back. You look and you you kind of step forward. You remember the whole point of this was to everything you fear that you've brought in here, you'll be confronted with. And the whole point to get past this is to be okay with that. And you have to still be true to yourself and not question yourself. Because every question brings a new scenario that will kill you. And you have to allow yourself to be okay with the choices, even if they're bad choices, and then just live with it. Um, And not keep questioning the past and questioning what's going on. So you, knowing that, what do you do? I tell the Padawan. Strike me down and I'll become far more powerful than you can ever imagine. <laughs> yes. And you take this, uh, your lightsaber and you just toss it to the side. And the Padawan runs up and strikes you down. And you're, uh, you kind of flash away. And then uh, you appear and you're in the hallway. And you look up and you see Cannon standing, like kind of the silhouette of Cannon standing out over the, uh, the red glow of the lava. And you start walking forward towards him. And you know there's nothing you can do. It is everyone to be able to um, be all right with their future and be all right with their choices or they'll be in there forever. I, I was going to say, I I know you just said that it's like they have to break out of it themselves. But could I use a light side point to like just, you know, f- free the whole crew? Uh, I'd say they could use a light side point to free themselves. Okay. But as far as using, um, you could, if you want to use a light side point, I would say you can try to help them. You can try to guide them uh, if you would like and go back and do what your master did to you and kind of be another voice of reason. You will be a small voice and an echoing like um, chorus of, of doubt, but that small voice telling them what, what they should do and where they can go would be, um, might be enough. Yeah, I want to do that. Cool. So use light side. Cool. So um, back to Kira. You see this, and you you see the uh, the pilot dead, and then you see the the creature in the cage dead. You look up, and you see more ships coming in. Great. Uh, how many of these <clears throat> pilots are there around? There's lots of creatures in cages, but how many of the you know slavers are there? Uh, you hear a commotion on the ship. There was only one that captured you, but you hear a commotion on the ship. And blasts are starting to charge after they heard the the blast. Um, is there anywhere for me to hide? Um, Erebos, how would you like to interject into the scene? <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, just kind of, you know, appear to him in like the classic blue Jedi ghost <laughs> form, 
and just uh you you hear in the distance run kira run <laughs> <laughs> and, and you you turn and you look back and you see the uh um the the dark hallway and it is scary looking down that dark hallway because you don't know how, what's down there you don't know how many more there are and but i do know last time you went this- what's behind me so i yes. run okay now there is a little bit of the thing where you know what's there and a little bit of the unknown is scary and there were times you could have escaped but you didn't know necessarily where you were going to go or what you were going to do and it was easier to just be complacent and just do what they said I have the motivation of my friends now (laughs) yes Kira has gained the power of friendship (laughs) I must do it for them (laughs) so you turn and you hear this and you you decide to run into the unknown uh except uh, in opposition of staying within what you know but that you know it's wrong and you just run down the hall and as you do you you break out and you look and you 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 turn around and you're back in that center hall and there's Erebus and he takes his hand and he puts it down on your shoulder oh boy uh grit you stab into yourself and the it kind of switches in your brain and you look and you see it's you stabbing into the other one and then you pull the blade out and you look at it and then you hear in Wookiee, you know, he's over there, the mad claw. And you look behind you and you see there's a group of, of other Wookiees running behind you and you, you start running down the hall um, there's an alcove and you kind of jump in the side. But as, as you started to run, a couple of the shots rang out and your arm was hit and the blade kind of fell. And now you're standing kind of off to the side and you hear the other group running back. Uh, what do you do? Hmm. So I got no weapon? Nope. I can still claw myself. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I'm not a Wookiee anymore. Like, what's the point? Uh, okay. Am I anywhere near my knife? Um, you look and there are no weapons nearby. Uh, you, you, you've like tried, uh, the, the group of Wookiees just kind of pass and then you look around and then you kind of walk out and you start running down the other direction. Um, you, you run down and you make it out into kind of another interconnected spot and you turn and you, you run down some more and you go into like kind of this open area. Um, and, uh, there are all of these Wookiees uh, in that area. And, Do I see any of the lava? Uh, no. Uh, you are, um, you're kind of in this dark area and there's this like kind of bluish light and stuff. And it kind of looks like almost like a little shrine. You're kind of looking in that area and you run in and a whole bunch of the people look to see you. And they go, <gasps> as they see like your arms are covered in blood and stuff. Uh, one of the Wookiees screams uh, and they kind of look at you and you're, you're now like out in the open in and everyone knows like you've, yeah. you've committed this atrocity. I give myself up. You 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 kind of raise up your claws and you're like, you know, I I submit to what I did. Then you hear down from some of the other halls other other creatures coming. And they come in and they're Trindoshans and they've got blasters and they start just blowing people away. That's the ones like with the backwards. Uh they look like lizard people. Yeah. Am I in the middle of the Wookiee group? Uh yeah. I volunteer as tribute. Just shoot me. Don't hit any of them. Um, I'm the one you want. They, they're, they're just mindlessly blowing away all of the other people. But not me. One of them sees you and then just starts like shooting at your legs. 
and puts about six blaster bolts in one side of your leg oh. and you fall down and you can just see the rest of the carnage happening. How close am I to him? Uh, you're, you're pretty close. I crawl towards him. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, you crawl uh, towards the closest one. Does he have any knives on him? Or I try to you, get his blaster. You look up and you you start to reach for his blaster and he looks down. He's like, oh, you got hit. And he reaches down and he like picks you up and you look down and you see you are you're a lizard man. You are a Trandoshan. And you look and you see the, the rows of dead Wookiees and you see the gun and you kind of pick up the gun and then you, you start marching with the Trandoshans down the hall. There's another spot you kind of break into and a bunch of the Wookiee civilians, and you start shooting up the spot again. Erebos, uh, you uh, <laughs> you interject. What words do you give, Grit? I was going to say don't fight it, but it uh, <laughs> doesn't seem appropriate now in the timeline. <laughs> uh, Maybe let it happen. Yeah. Like, remember who you really are? Yeah. You're a Wookiee. You're you're reliving your your time as a gunrunner and a mercenary. When you kill indiscriminately, you kill whoever and you didn't care. Uh, and th- that that mentality, even though you didn't use your claws, you weren't a Wookiee anymore. You you had abandoned everything. You were running guns and you didn't care who they were used on. You just didn't care. And then until you met Kira and you you got a life debt to her, did you realize that wow, I'm still a Wookiee. I have to honor this life debt. I haven't technically broken any rules, but I have to like, this is who I am and this is who I choose to be. And you decided to throw away the gun running, the mercenary and actually like work with somebody and, yeah. and kind of reconnect with that. And you're feeling yourself turning back into that gun runner. You felt like a, a trend ocean, just slaughtering innocence, just running guns. You didn't really care. It was just for the thrill. Um, but you hear that voice to, you know, remember who you are, remember the choice you made and you just turn and you start shooting at the other turned oceans. And every time you shoot, you feel a little bit more like yourself Then you're, you just kind of like you, you shoot them down and then you run and you hear them coming after you and you take your grenade and you just kind of like throw it down on the ground and just keep running. Um, and then you run out through the dark hallway and you see the, the rest of them. You see Kira and uh, Erebos in the hallway, and you look forward. You see Cannon standing, his silhouette standing over, looking at the lava. I, I give Grit a hug. Erebos, what? He looks like he needs one. <laughs> yeah. He has just got manicured, too, and so it's super soft. <laughs> <laughs> just went to a spa. Groomed. Yeah. Groomed, yeah. Uh, Erebos. <laughs> Erebos, what was that? The dark forces of this place. Will prey on your fears. Why did you bring us here? We must dispel it. You know what? I'm with you. Let's do it. morning, nerds. Welcome to episode nine of Fistful of Destiny. It's eight o'clock in the morning and time for your bi-weekly mid-roll. This is DJ Andrew. DJ Andrew. Here's your daily challenge. Go to the Fistful. 
go to the Fistful of Destiny Apple podcast page linked in the show notes and leave us a review. That would help us so much right now. It's all about the algorithm, baby. Other things you could do, of course, are find us on Instagram and Twitter and share those posts. We're on all the podcatchers, so you can find us wherever. Thanks, as always, to Travis Lee Eller for the use of his music. Go check it out. He is on Spotify as DJ T-Rock. I'll let you get back to the episode. Our boys are about to get into some serious dookie. See you next time. Bye, y'all. Welcome to Jump Force Station, a small collection of the weird and wild. Here's what we're all about. Attention! Anyone around, auction applications abound. Beware. Bad bounty boys busting balls with blasters. Credits. Charismatic captain cashing in his cargo. Deals. Dubious deliveries diverted deviously. Erotic. Erudite expatriates excommunicate each other. Fight. Fashionable fellows frivolously flaunt the force. Goofy. Gaggles of agrarian gungan goobers. Hero. Horny heaving huts hire heavy-handed hunters. Illicit. Illegal. Immoral. Just kidding. Licit. Legally obtained at lawful loot. Miraculous. Milktoast Mon Calamari musing in the Marauder's Market. Knock knock. No nothing knuckleheads with knives and knapsacks. Opulent. Oxygen overwhelms occupants. Parking. Purchase plots apart precociously. Cranes. Carbon scoring center. The finest in carbon scoring repair. Rules. Ruffians rebelling wreck our righteous real estate. Space. Surprisingly, savage superstars silently suck seriously strong spirits. Trusted. Trendiest trend oceans try to travel tranquilly. Umbarin. <sighs> Violent. Very vacant of. Whoa. Wookiees working with Ewoks. Extraordinary. Exactly. Younglings. Yuck. Zenith. Zagonum. So you move forward and you lock your eyes forward and you walk over to where Cannon is and Cannon's just like staring out over it. Like you've just relived probably the most traumatic time in your life. And there's a lot of things just kind of racing through your head about everything. And you're just kind of looking out over, over the, the heat. And then you see the Kira grit and Erebos kind of walk up behind you and you, you kind of are snapped out of that. Uh, as you look back and see them. This is, I mean, this is a traumatic experience for Cannon. There's no getting around that. But as much guilt as Cannon feels about it, I think he's learned to move forward from his decisions, whether he uh, stands by them or not. They are what they are. Yeah. Um, so reliving it is traumatic, but I don't think he's looking over the edge, like looking to throw himself over oh, or no, anything no. like that. No, I wasn't thinking that either. Just kind of a solemn look. Um, on his face because that that trauma being kind of reinvigorated yeah it i mean it all feels very close to the surface right now yeah uh so the group of you walk forward on the platform uh, and you see kind of the floating uh, the floating islands all around you 
and you walk down the platform up to the spot where the, all of the uh, statues are. And the group of you approaches the cylindrical platform with the statues on it. Erebos, you walk forward. It's been a and while. you kind of get in a crisscross applesauce. What do they call that, actually? A lotus. Uh, you assume the lotus. And you set your lightsaber out in front of you. Uh, describe your lightsaber. It's kind of very basic because it's by training lightsaber hilt, I assume. is kind of what I had to mostly work with, and I just mostly salvaged the crystal. You've got you've got 100% like creative freedom. You can make it do whatever you want. All right. So Sweet. you can have two lightsabers. You can you can do whatever you want. And you can have carrier help if you want. You can have five lightsabers. <laughs> five lightsabers. You just okay, throw them one at a time. This. Okay, cool. Um, I, I'm going to go with a whip lightsaber then. Like kind of nice. a uh, like a disconjointed kind of thing that you, segmented pieces. Yeah, that I can like flicker on and off. Got like it. when you fight, every time you would hit, you actually make the movement, <laughs> and it uh, the the blade kind of whips around and and hits wherever you're supposed to hit. Mm-hmm. And I can also maybe use the force to manipulate cool. it. And I'm thinking for the color orange. Ooh, uh, you set down your lightsaber and you start pulling the pieces apart very carefully. But you remove uh, the segmented part. You set that in front. You remove the power cell. You remove the kyber crystal. Set the kyber crystal down. And then uh, in the lotus position, you look forward. Sometimes this can take a while because it's not exact when the solar flare is going to happen. And so you look forward and close your eyes and you wait. Kara pulls out her fidget spinner. (laughs) Cannon pulls out his fidget spinner, which has uh, Kira on each... (laughs) corner kira made it for him <laughs> um what does grit pull out his big wrench <laughs> and just like it. flips it in his hand like grit just right over the ca- the cavern of lava <laughs> just like okay make a i should have made a lightsaber fidget spinner fuck <laughs> The Inquisitor have have lightsaber fidget spinners. They're not as cool as you think. Uh, Kira actually, she's pretty uh, freaked out. And so I think she sees Erebos do this, you know, lotus position meditating type of thing. And she tries to replicate it. It's not her type of things. Nothing she's ever done. But she's just trying to chill. And so she's just like trying to, you know, be a brother to Erebos and trying. You're an absolute boss, too. So you pull off your arm. And you one-handed disassemble it and pull all the parts out just like Erebos is doing. Nice. Um, do you do that to any of your other other equipment? If I think that that's going to help the equipment during this whole solar flare thing, then I absolutely, yeah, I pull everything apart and I, I motion to all of my teammates and say the same thing. Except the I pull range. all their like, stuff oh. apart before I take my arm off and I do the arm last. Okay. So you go and you you lotus position in front of them while they're lotus positioning and you disassemble their stuff in front of them. I think while Erebos and Kira are doing this, I think uh, a suspicion that Cannon has had for some time uh, that Erebos <laughs> was a force user. Uh, he He's never made it totally clear, right? He's yeah. never actually announced, I'm using the force now. Uh, and I think... Cannon finally, uh, his long-standing suspicion has been made clear uh, as he views Erebos in this lotus pose. 
Uh, and actually, I think he's uh, a few paces in front of Erebos, and I think he takes a knee, and I think he takes his helmet off, uh, and I think he kind of bows his head uh, towards Erebos. Uh, I don't think he's... I don't think he understands what the Jedi commit themselves to, but I think he respects that they commit themselves to whatever it is. Okay. Uh, And so he respectfully takes a knee. All right. Time passes. About an hour goes by. Two hours go by. Three hours go by. Erebos is still sitting there. Your knee gets sore. You stand up. Um, and everybody, so, so um, I, I'm assuming Grit might have gotten tired. Uh, all his stuff is disassembled. He may be stretching, leaning up against one of the statues, just kind of waiting. And then that's when you hear this kind of electrostatic sound, and you kind of look up, and you see the dull red sun. You see the dull glow or like red glow of the sky starting to change. And you, you think, oh, this has happened. It's imminent. And then you look back and you see there is the reflection of, of kind of glass uh, hits your eye when you're looking back over the, the large, uh, um, basically, ravine wall. It's like a big cavern wall. Think of like the Cliffs of Dover. And you're on one side. And then on the other side is another Cliffs of Dover. And there's this long platform between. Uh, and you're looking up above the cliffs and you see that glint and you know that glint. It's the glint of like a scope, like a scoped weapon. Ah, heads up, everybody. We got company. I don't have a gun to shoot them with. Nope. <laughs> I take cover behind the pillar. And you see multiple little ignition points and you see like what looks like jetpacks rising up and then a group uh, come forward and then land down on the, the walkway. And then you see two of them come and they're holding a large, heavy repeating blaster, basically like a machine gun nest blaster that they drop down and two of them start setting it up. And you see this at extreme range at the other end. Uh, and you point it out and everybody starts seeing that. Oh boy, can I have my wrench now, please? You look down as your wrench is completely disassembled. How long would it take me to assemble Cannon's gun first? It would take you like an action to do it. Uh, if you if you burned your maneuver and your action, you could you could hastily get it together. Okay, because it's not completely disassembling. It's it's removing the power core, right. removing the exciter, the gases, all that stuff. Okay. Um. Yeah. First thing I put together is cannon's gun. I I throw it to him. Okay. So you drop down. You like you run over and you start reassembling the gun, and then that's when you look up and you see the slower flares coming like soon. You see, you see, already see the the elements of it in the sky. It's about to hit. Um, and if you put de- together this gun, the EMP is going to hit it and neutralize it. Well, that means it's also going to neutralize theirs. Exactly. So, is there anything? Unless they have ancient tech. Is there anything nearby for us to protect Erebos? Dust your bodies. <laughs> Human shield. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you want shields? Cannon, you got uh, any ideas? I stand guard in front of him. Okay. In front towards the door or behind uh, for the direction where the... Uh, I am uh, using my body as a shield in between Erebos and the people that are flying towards us. I do the same. Nice. So you turn and you have your gun assembled 
and a few of them start uh, there's like two that are on the walkway running towards you and there's still a two, uh, like two more that are flying towards you uh, they get within range they're now within long range uh, and the gunfire starts uh, everybody go ahead and roll vigilance did you say that awesome. you did okay so the first first group goes uh, they um, move into medium range and are still hovering as they move into medium range. PC slot. Am I allowed to do anything while I'm... Yeah. Okay, I would like... You are waiting. You know, like, you can feel the convergence of the dark the dark forces coming, and you know that it's going to happen soon, and you know you need your saber for this. And, like, you sh- can't reform it until after the eclipse. Well, if you reform it, the yeah. eclipse will fry it. Right. And then you'll have to reroll it. Uh, I'm going to attempt to make a close pillar to them, like in in their view of sight, but I want it to appear to be canon, like one of the stone pillars, but like closer to them. So it kind of maybe entices them. Got it. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and roll your force die. And for each one, I'm going to say it's going to upgrade the difficulty. Uh, If you would like, you can spend a destiny point and use that to upgrade the difficulty once. I rolled a dark side and, uh, Screw it. Yeah, I'll use a destiny point. Cool. Uh, so you reach back, and there's dark energy around here just in abundance, and you're just like, uh, you, you kind of lean back, and you're like, fight that thing. Uh, and you use a misdirect. All right, another uh, PC slot. Okay, cool. Uh, there's four of them. There's, there's, okay. Uh, it is average difficulty because they're medium range. Okay. Nice. Okay. You hit one of them dead on and the body just kind of goes limp and then the jetpack kind of like tilts forward and then it just rockets down into the lava. He did. Uh, you got hit once by their, their scattering fire and you took um, nine damage. Puts me out of 12 out of 18. Um, all right, another PC slot. What range are they in right now? Uh, they're medium. Flying guys are medium. Uh, walking guys are still short or lo- long range. Okay. Um, are the flying guys near each other? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to move. They're in formation. I need to be within short range of them. So, I mean, screw it. I'm going to move toward them. <laughs> okay. Um, and use my final net to try and ensnare. So so you run up forward and you kind of lean up. To, uh, you look up at one of them. And you go, oh, oh, I, I say, cannon, cover me. And then I do this. Nice. I put a blanket over <laughs> her. <laughs> so I aim right. Uh, difficulty? Um, short, easy. Five successes and a threat. Whoa. Right, what's the base damage of that weapon? I think it just ensnares them. Um, uh, let's see. So you, you crank the gas up all the way to max when you shoot it and go thunk and your whole body just knocks down to the <laughs> ground. So you take one strain, uh, but you do seven damage and it, it ties up one of their legs. It doesn't completely take them out, but it ties up one of their legs. Toy, toy, it toy. almost looks like you broke it. Probably broke it. So uh, next PC slot. <laughs> Uh, He's flying, but <laughs> it me and I'm gonna get in between the machine gun and Erebos. 
Okay, so so side by side with Cannon. I thought he moved to take a shot, and if he did, then I'm going to get between the sniper and Erebos. Got it. Okay, cool. So if he's covering that side, I got the sniper side. Nice. Covering the aerial side. All right, you you stand there. Do you want to do anything else? You can uh, use one, but you can use your maneuver to gain range defense too. So, and you can use your action for another maneuver. So I guess you can do that twice. And kind of brace for impact and get two I'm, two black dice uh, if they're going to attack you. Brace for impact twice. Got it. <laughs> Arr, hit me! Oh, cool. I like it. So the group on the ground comes running in to medium range and opens up a hail of gunfire towards now the large Wookiee that's standing in the way. It's a good thing the Wookiee has a ton of soak. Uh, one hit. Uh, they shoot. And they shoot at the pillar, and a bunch of bolts like hit the pillar, do absolutely no damage, and they reorient and start looking. Uh, they just keep running. I look for a rune to press on the pillar. <laughs> <laughs> the next group, uh, the flying group, moves closer. Uh, or actually, they see Kira down on the ground, and they just blast Kira. Uh, and they get their boost. Just a hail of gunfire from the air uh, shoots Ow. down uh, at Kira. Uh, and Kira, you take seven damage. Oof. Ooh, I have some soak now, though. And they're going I to have some armor, no. and they're going to crit you. Fudge. <laughs> oh God. Woof. Okay, you are you have suffered a hard critical. Um, you are at the brink. So every time you perform an action, you suffer one strain. Oh, yikes! Uh, you see, poor Kira just get blasted. All right, another PC slot. Where? How close are the uh, uh, aerial foes? Uh, medium range. Uh, Kira ran out in the middle between them. They didn't move. They just looked down at the the Ewok that ran out and started blasting it. Are they vertically? If they were to drop exactly straight down, would they land on the ground, no. or would they like be drop? Like, would they be missing the plateau that we're on? Uh, they would miss the plateau. They might try and land on one of like the platforms. But if they fell straight down, most likely they'd hit the lava. Platforms are pretty sparse. Uh, are they still approaching us? No, they're they're hovering over Kira right now. Got it. Someone else should go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that I've clarified. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my blaster while I can still access it. Nice. That sounds and familiar. My variable holdout blaster, and I'm going to take a shot. It's quite interesting. It's got 12 ammo, and I can set the damage. And uh, it uses up ammo depending on how much I set the damage, and I can set the damage between 1 to 7. So I can, like, you know, (laughs) phaser set to lethal is what I'm going to go for. Shoot to kill, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to crank it up to 7 and take a shot at one of the... One of the aerial dudes. Nice. Okay. The one that's netted up. Very nice. All right. Uh, it is average difficulty. That is a nice. three success. And how much were you doing on that one? Uh, seven. I cranked seven. it up all the way. So it's base seven damage. So add three to that. So 10 damage. Yikes. Pew, pew. So you shoot wildly or actually it's just one blaster bolt and it shoots out and it cuts right through the guy uh in the bullet launcher and just cuts right through him and his his uh, backpack starts like his jetpack starts spinning and he knocks one of the other people very hard 
and one of the the boosters on the jetpack goes out the other one he knocked so there's only two now aerial people how many non-aerial uh four and they're approaching kira and then there's also another group back um setting up the uh, repeating blaster what does the space watch say for the uh you're looking up at the crackly purple and you're judging within the next 10 seconds this thing's gonna go so, so is that just like the end of this at round the end of this round yeah uh i go if it's if i can go yeah. i'm gonna go sorry erebos i've got duties and i run to kira uh, <laughs> so uh you run out um you can get to her if you spend uh two strain yes okay so you go from medium to short to engage, and you're right by Kira now. Am I close enough to anybody else to stab him with my explorer's knife? Uh, no, they're still within short range of Kira. How about a stim pack? Yeah. Can I stim pack Kira? I yeah. stim pack Kira. Cool. Uh, you stim Kira. Uh, Kira heals five wounds. T-Y-T-Y. Player slot. Um, Cannon continues to use himself as a shield between Erebos and the aerial foes, uh, and he turns to Erebos. He says, prepare yourself for our maneuver. Alpha Gamma? No, not Alpha Gamma. Alpha Centauri. <laughs> as soon as the solar flare hits. He's gonna ride you like a Centauri. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one. Roger, Roger. Uh, and so he does aim and attempt to auto-fire. I have to yeah. announce that at the so front. the uh, at the two Flyers. remaining aerials, yeah, two remaining. So yeah. auto fire upgrades or increases the difficulty once, but if you spend two advantage, you can hit multiple times, and you're still within medium range. So it is a hard check, but you still get the benefits of your aim because you aimed at them last time, right? Yep. Uh, so I continue to use that. So you get two boosts. Cool. So Here we go, and that's a success with three advantage. Uh, and three, so you can auto fire. Yeah, that triggers the auto fire. That should uh, drop a couple of bad boys. And what's base damage again? <laughs> Sorry, seven. Uh, it's nine actually. So that's ten damage twice. Uh, it does go through your soap, but that's fine. Uh, you kill them both. Uh, how do you do it? Uh, I th- think I kind of have taken a knee uh, in front of Erebos, who I think is still in the lotus position. Yep. Uh, and so I've still just taken a knee and put my body in between his and the aerial foes and uh, just very precisely take some shots. Cool. Uh, yeah, you just unload a hail of blaster fire and like four or five hits uh, hit both of them. You like burst one down, burst the other one down, and they they fly down. One of them lands on one of the platforms but stops moving. The other one rockets down towards the lava. Sort of that semi-automatic, like... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, burst fire. Um, cool. So, uh, last player slot. is net. So, net guy's dead. Yeah. All the aerial foes are dead. There are four that are running single file towards you on the platform, and there's a group setting up back by the heavy repeater, and there might still be a sniper up there. Okay. Uh, all I have left is my energy slingshot. No, I took those apart. All my weapons are taken apart. Past. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I hide. I move back to your uh, weapons. You can, you can take a defensive. Oh yeah, you can move backwards too. Yeah, I do, and I get, take, get away from the group. Right, and I, I take cover as well as I can. I grab uh, our weapons and take cover. 
So with two maneuvers, yeah, with two maneuvers, yeah, you short. can beat what back at your weapons. Uh, so no no extra strain, but you spin your action for a maneuver and you use your maneuver and you can get back to your weapons. Yep. Sounds good. Cool. Okay, you're back. All right. Uh, the group on the ground uh, start shooting. Uh, they move another closer and Grit is there now and they're within short range of him and they kind of line up like one after another and you can see them. You're very close now and you look and they are in fact gilded bounty hunters and they start taking shots. We freeze them all. <laughs> it's their weakness. And Wait, take- are they all already frozen? Because that would be helpful. <laughs> um, they take a shot at Grit and they do seven damage and they do an 88 crit, which is compromised. So, oh yeah, sorry. So you take you do take a strain, Kira, because of your oh, right. your um at the brink. Um, it's an average difficulty crit grit. <laughs> Uh, you increase the difficulty of all skill checks by one until the end of the encounter. And that is when there is a blast of energy and you see the sky. Um, it's like somebody, it's like a chemical reaction in the sky that just spreads from that point over the entire atmosphere and the whole thing gets charged and all of the natural like red light that was coming in from the sun all turns into dark ultraviolet light. And the sky turns purple and everything goes black and everything's like black light and all the white things are lighting up and all the, the red glow of the lava is lighting up and everything goes out and all of the weapons instantly stop. And you see the bounty hunters down at the edge trying to get the repeating blaster to go. And one of them kneels down real quick and like pulls out a component and they're trying to fix it real quick. The others that are on the platform <laughs> right by you, Grit, uh, their blasters are not working, uh, and they're looking down at them. One of them hits the jetpack. Jetpack doesn't turn on. I'm assuming it's their turn before mine. The the people in the back are working on their stuff, and they're trying to get their uh, weapon up and going. They fail. Uh, it's your turn. How wide is this platform? If I, I don't really have my big-ass wrench on me, but if I kind of bear hug all four four of them and just shove them you you could like charge them like do the rhino or the juggernaut thing and then just start Mm. trying to like throw people off the platform that's definitely you can definitely do that yep cool all right um go ahead uh and make a brawl check Rot roll ruby. two success you rush forward (laughs) three advantage and you just like elbow one of them off of the platform and then you grab another by its its waist and you lift it up and you just throw it um and it doesn't fall you see the one that he just elbowed off the platform and it is just falling towards the lava and the other one you threw is now holding on to one of the floating platforms but it's starting to move towards him as he's holding on to it and the other one that uh you had shot on the jetpack is on that platform and, that, and it's starting to turn and then his body falls and hits the other one, and they both fall off down into the lava. Tight, 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 tight. <laughs> All right, uh, another player slot. Is there how many more standing next to me? Uh, two. You do see Erebos. Um, as the light uh, descends on the cavern, you can see the old runes lighting up on the seal and on the statues, and you slowly, with your eyes closed, start putting your lightsaber back together. Um. I run to Cannon and attempt to fix or get his gun going again. 
Okay. Uh, you you take it, you throw it down on the ground, and you start kind of fix I, it. I it place it gently be... on the ground. Okay. <laughs> I think I probably throw it to her though. Yeah. 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 I you just like kind of toss it, and she grabs it in midair. Yeah, I just yell, "Cannon, toss me a gun!" And then and then I fix <laughs> it and toss it back. Yeah. Mechanics four difficulty. Uh, you do get a boost with your toolkit, right? Yeah, I do. Four success and two advantage. <laughs> you mm, super get it working. I do. Um, I also get our other ones working all at the same time. This was on low power the whole time. (laughs) 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 Okay. uh, Yeah. You super get it working. You toss it right back. Uh, Cool. Next player slot. Uh, Cannon looks to Erebos. Is your saber ready? Yes. I grab. Just about. Before he says just about, (laughs) I grab Erebos by his ankles and I start spinning. Uh, and I am going to launch him straight to, uh, the folks at the repeater. Nice. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you grab him and he's taking the last little bit and putting the power. <laughs> cell and you're like, the power. <laughs> he grabs you and he's like spinning and his, uh, both Almost arms are there. out and he's trying to like put them together. You, you spin and release, make a coordination check. Don't fail this one. It's going to be average. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right, right. Uh, I can add a, a lot of lava around. I can you add can a destiny point, right? How does oh, that yeah. work? Does that add a, Use a destiny boost? point upgrade? Uh, it's going to be average and you Got get it. a boost because you've done this before. Great. <laughs> like we practiced <laughs> two success and one advantage. <laughs> yes. Hey guys, that uh, might've not worked if I hadn't done all that. Uh, you start spinning like Palpatine towards them. Oh, and, geez. Um, I extend my it. lightsaber, my newly yeah. formed lightsaber and ignite it. The, the Your trooper in quit. front says, you shall not pass. All right, go ahead and make an attack. Uh, and I death blossom into him spinning. <laughs> it is a uh, average difficulty, and I'm going to give you a boost and an upgrade. Screw it. They're not expecting this. <laughs> I'd hope not. Must be nice <laughs> to be a Jedi. <laughs> Boop. That oh. is a failure, two oh. advantage, one triumph. So Whoa. you spin and you land kind of in hero position. And uh, your your lightsaber went out and it cut through. Uh, they, they're like pulling out Vibernice and, and heading towards Grit. And Grit hears this <laughs> coming towards him and Grit like ducks. And then your your whip comes down and, and it cuts off the, the two like vibro blades and whips them out of their hands. And they just kind of go twirling out and fall into the lava. And then you land kind of in hero pose looking at them. Okay, so Erebus, now it's your turn because you were thrown. That was basically Cannon's turn nice. and you're a weapon. <laughs> and now you're standing <laughs> there. <laughs> Uh, I guess should I just do the same this is role? Some weird anime turn into weapon <laughs> bull crap. Okay, Erebos is my improvised weapon. <laughs> All right, now we're talking. That's two so, success and three advantage. Uh, you kill them both. Uh, how does that look? Great. <laughs> okay. I wrap it like around both their heads and just to catch. Oh my god! Mouth. Oh, jeez! <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Um, they're bad guys. So are we. You just, yeah, you wrap it around, and they're like, no, 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 and you just. <laughs> <laughs> they're like and guild the- certified bounty hunters, and we're just like. The that's that's what they say: is we're with the guild. Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> we hate that. <laughs> the bounty guild and the bounty union. <laughs> we don't know the difference. <laughs> 
both of the bodies fall opposite directions uh, and they fall down towards the cavern. That is when, Cannon, you hear a sound as you turn around and you see a figure looking at you, Cannon. Uh, the figure, its head is kind of half cocked and it is holding two lightsabers. And it, it's kind of breathed in shadow where you look at it and you can see behind it and through it as the shadow kind of swirls around it. And in the light, it's very hard to see. But you can see the eyes and they're kind of burning into you. You have seen Force users before, but never like this. You've seen Jedi, but never like this. And the eyes reflect that purple light uh, from the ultraviolet. And they just kind of burn into you and you hear the buzzing sound of the two sabers ignite as the shadowy figure dashes towards you. 